Hello, welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season three, episode number 43. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you? I am good. How about yourself? Good. Very good. Today's September 12th, 2022, and we just basically completed, or in the process of completing week one of the NFL season. Yes. Final game is tonight. Final game is tonight. It's going on right now. Now, I've got a trivia question, Andy, that relates to the NFL Week 1. Okay. Now, typically, Las Vegas odds, if you're putting money down in the NFL, you're a pretty good bet to usually bet the home team if it's going to be close. Home team always gets three points right off the bat. Three points right off the bat. It's a big thing in the NFL. Now, this first week, it was interesting, but can you name – what the win-loss record was of the home teams in the opening week, excluding tonight's game. There was one tie. I know that. There was one tie. I got that. Yes, there was even a tie. There was almost two ties that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game went. Very, very close. But uh, the win-loss record of the home teams for week one uh, is very interesting. You can certainly look it up, but we'll cover that later in the show, the answer to that. but I was the road team in both of my fantasy leagues and lost, if that helps at all. So, Okay, now that's normal. That's fantasy. That. Yeah, I was 0-2 on the road, so, you know. tough. It's tough to play on the road in fantasy It's football. tough to win on somebody else's notepad, you know. Oh, yes. All right, I got a few. Uh, we'll start with some football, non-pro football. Non-pro. Colleges okay. really like. Uh, some high school scores again. And these are just teams, like I said, fans have said, hey, I went there, or Dan and I went there, and we kind of follow these teams. Yes. Uh, schools that we saw did well last year, kind of following up how they're doing. Some high school scores over the weekend. Jordan over New Ulm, 48-7. Minnetonka on the road beats Blaine, 21-14. Uh, Winnie Mac, nine-man beats Lake of the Woods, 44-24. Blooming Prairie, six. Lester Prairie, 26. Okay. Uh, New York Mills over Walker. Hackensack, Italy, 47 to 6. So New York Mills has taken it out on everybody right now. Wow. Those last Mayor, couple of years have been really good for them. Yeah, and they're, they're hungry. Uh, Mayor Lutheran, 27 to 6 over New Richland. And Northern America over Lakewood Valley, 30 to 22. Moving our way up the ranks. The, the Beavs, Bemidji State. Okay. Finally win their conference, first time ever last year, are now 0 and 2. They lost to number 19, Augsburg, 29 to 30. So they've, lo- they've lost two close games, but, you know, close games don't put you in the playoffs. Wins put you in the playoffs. Yep. So morale and practices have to be good. They're there. So that's a good thing about the close games. Close games don't feed the dog, though. Uh, their next game is their homecoming game at home against uh, Winona State. So hopefully they could uh, get off the Shania there. Bison, 56-14 over Drake. Saturday, 10 p.m., our time, FS1, Bison at Arizona for football. Okay. I did not have that on my list, but that yeah. should be good. So take That's a nap Saturday. Game, finally, they got so, that scheduled. Yeah, so take a nap. It's a 10 p.m. start. Or longer nap than usual, I should say. Longer <laughs> than usual, yes. Let's admit it. Gophers, 62-10 over uh, Division Two. Western Illinois. Uh, they play Colorado next to home on Saturday, 2.30. Now, I've got some updates. On yeah, yeah. I don't know if you have any notes on this, Andy, but right now the Gophers are the number one ranked team in college football for, for total offense. Yes. Uh, second, I think, in the country in um, 
rushing offense. Played a Division II and New Mexico State, so way to go. Way to pad the stats. We're not padding the stats, but they also have 12 rushing touchdowns thus far that leads the nation for the Gophers. So if you're looking at stats that you may be may want to put an asterisk next to them, kind of misleading, yep. it's the Gophers. Now, they are ranked 30th right now. Yeah. In the nation. You so hear those numbers, play. they're still not in the top 25, so – but they're doing what they need to do and should have been doing against these teams all these years. Yeah. This is the types of scores you need to see. Yeah. They play Colorado. They're also 27, 27 and a half point favorite over Colorado. But the following week is when the rubber meets the road, Michigan state, they're currently ranked 14th and the Gophers by then could be in the top 25. That should be a a real realistic game, but that's, that's all I've got here. Uh, And and so it'll be kind of, um, I do have my phone here in case it rings. I know Nebraska fired their football coach. Yes. Um, so I got my phone here in case they call. So I pardon the interruptions. Case, Scott Frost left. Okay. He, he, he did drop my name because I talked to him. I said, Scott, buddy, I'm sorry. Um, and here's an odd thing I heard today, too. I can't remember. In the school's entire history for all of Nebraska sports, this interim coach they have for football, First African American head coach you've ever had at that school. Makes sense for Nebraska. That's, like, that's you figure all these years somewhere, and, and this is a like volleyball or tennis or something. Someone would have snuck in there, you know. But oh, nope. so you're saying all sports, all sports in Nebraska, football. Not not surprised, but boy, yeah, football, all sports, basketball, tennis, very... golf, swimming, never. Badminton. Yeah, wow. I thought the. I thought for sure somewhere, like I said, a tennis or something, one would have slipped in. So, you know, I don't mean that bad when I say that, but you would have had one somewhere, you'd think. But, um, so yeah, now, that the, and, now, the Gophers this coming week, you know, play Colorado, typically a good football team. Right? Yeah. They've been down the last couple of years. They're currently ranked, I looked it up, 97th in the nation. So, this should be another easy win for the Gophers. 2 30 game, afternoon, outdoors. You gotta love it the first three games of the season. But like I said earlier, this is what this gopher team should have been doing for the last five, 10, 15 years, your first three games. You need yeah. to be putting up some huge numbers. And the gophers in the past were either losing or squeaking out small wins over D, you know, division two teams and things. Yeah. So this it is builds this up your confidence watch. Builds up your confidence too. You know. Yeah, it's all part of that. It all goes into it. But good job, Fleck. Uh, most points ever put up under a PJ Fleck coach team. This last week, uh, go ahead, Coach Ertz back at, at North Dakota State right now. Our football coach at North Dakota State University is one of the names as a possible replacement at Nebraska. Okay, so I'll more on that later in the week. As those, you know, everybody throws their name. You know, every local school their coach is one of the candidates. But Wednesday I'll do a uh, my small college, high school update, and I'll have more more poop as we say on that. On your p- page two. Yes, page two Wednesday, Instagram show. Uh, NASCAR raced in Kansas this weekend. Uh, like I said, it's the race for the cup. Everybody races, not just the 16 guys in the playoffs. Uh, the winner of the race was William Darrell Wallace Jr. You may know him as Bubba Wallace. Bubba. Uh, he won. Denny Ham won second. Christopher Bell third. In the championships right now, it's uh, Christopher Bell, William Bryan, and Denny Hamlin are our top three. Now, the bottom four looking out, 
with one more race to go for the cut the bottom four. Harvick's 35 points out of the last spot. Uh, Chase Briscoe, nine points out. Austin Dillon, three out. And Kyle Busch is two out. And he's two behind two other guys holding on. So there's like six guys fighting for his last two spots. You're really seven. The guy above him, uh, he's only like four more points ahead of them. So lots of jockeying can go around there. Uh, Kevin Harvick needs to win or he's going home. He's been saying some pretty rotten things in the media lately about his team, and he's pretty frustrated. So, yeah, he's done. But that's that. Uh, congratulations to Lindsey Whalen. Basketball Hall of Fame induction over the weekend. So, local gal out of Hutch there. So, congrats to Lindsey. Major League Baseball. Let's get right. Right, right to the beast here. Um, oh, yes. Okay. We'll get into the rule changes later. Let's kind of go over the standings real quick. And this is um, this was going into today's game. So this is on a Monday, going as of you know Monday morning. Mets had a game and a half lead over Atlanta, the Magic number at twenty one, uh, and a ten and a half game lead over Philadelphia, Magic number there twelve to eliminate the Phillies. Uh, St. Louis has an eight game lead over Milwaukee with a fourteen Magic number. The, the, this is not a typo. I checked it twice. Dodgers have a lead. The second place team is 20 games out. Magic number is three. So Dodgers. Wild card right now. It's looking at Atlanta, Philadelphia, and San Diego. And Milwaukee's two out. Yeah. I don't think Milwaukee's going to catch them. Be these teams that are here, that's your playoffs for the National League. Mets, Braves may fluster. And uh, who's the division winner? Who's the wild card? Maybe what if, what, if the Brewers, what if the Brewers had Hater though? But he's been not doing so well in San Diego either. So you know, but that that trade just something snapped him. He just done. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think Milwaukee's going to do it. That's San Diego's just too good. Um. So San Diego Philly may flop spots there, wild card standings. But those are, I think, the teams are set for National League. American League, Yankees have a five-and-a-half game lead over Tampa, six over Toronto, and 11-and-a-half over Baltimore. Uh, 18 for a magic number to get Tampa eliminated there. Uh, Cleveland's got a two-and-a-half game lead over the White Sox and a four-and-a-half over the local nine. Uh, 21 and 20 are the respective magic numbers there. Houston's quietly got 90 wins and an 11-game lead wow. over Seattle. 12 was a magic number there. Here's what's a little exciting for the wild card here. Uh, Tampa Bay and the White Sox each have a half-game lead over Toronto for the wild card, and Baltimore's five-and-a-half out. The Orioles. Sorry, Baltimore, though, five-and-a-half out. That, that's going to be tough because these other three are playing really good ball right now. So those three in the wild card might bump spots, but, again, I think the teams that are set for the playoffs are set right now for American League also. Yep. They're, they're all both set. It's just going to be who's going to be where. And hopefully everybody's healthy. Major League Baseball this week did announce some rule changes for next year. Okay. Um, I'm happy with some. I'm not happy with others. We'll, we'll discuss as we go along here. First rule change, and I like this rule change, but this will be the hardest one because we grew up in the Nomar Garcia Parra, Derek Jeter, at-bats, David Ortiz, where they take – 
or sweet old time. So we have pitch clock now. The bases are empty. You have 15 seconds in between pitches. Batter better be ready or it comes in. 20 seconds if there's a runner on base. Um, I don't have the number here, but they're they also said they're going to limit the number of times you could throw over to first also. Which, so after that, the guy could take off. Was he, Can he lead halfway down? Yes. The catcher throws to first. Is that because they're going to pick off? It's true. That's what they got to hammer out there. But the hitter gets one timeout per plate appearance. And they're saying in a regular nine-inning nine game, they should reduce the game by 26 minutes. So if the game's averaging three, three and a half hours anyway, you're going to two and a half, three hours. Me, I got no problem sitting outside for three and a half hours watching a ball game. So, And the time in between that bats, I, I kind of get that part. But then again, the reverse side of it is, if your pitcher's second win and this batter's taking time between bats, that's giving you more time for your reliever to warm up. So sometimes you don't mind that this batter's taking a long time, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe your pitcher needs a rest because he's having a long inning. He wants a little break in between himself. So I see both sides of the pitch clock one. Um, I'm going to skip rule two for now. Come back to that later. Rule three, the shift. Uh, two infielders on either side of second base when the pitch is released. So I think the reason they said that is in case a runner's stealing second or third, you got to cover the base there. I see. Uh, so I think that's why they kind of say when the pitch is released. Um, all four infielders must have both feet on the infield when the pitch, when the pitcher's on the rubber. Now that's, they could be on the grass, but they got to be on that inside dirt around the bases. That's where they got to be. So they can't be like Chuck Knobloch and playing a shallow right field. They got to be on the dirt. Now for the teams with artificial turf domes that don't have dirt, they have that white line. The white line, okay. I don't like that one so much. Okay, I'll give you two guys on each side of second base. I'll live with that. If that second baseman wants to play a shallow right field, let him. That, that, that's me. The one I'm not too con, con on here is bigger bases. You go from 15 square inches to 18 square inches. And they say this is for player safety. Right now in Major League Baseball, all of baseball, we're a hundred and some games in. We're four-fifths of the way through the season. The league leader in stolen bases has 33. The last had Guy Gorn had 60 back in 2017, so that was five years ago. And Jose Reyes of the Mets in 2007 had 78. You and I in our generation go with almost 100 stolen bases a year between Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman, Marquise Grissom, Tim Raines. We have guys still on 100 bases all the time. This bigger bases, it says for safety. Is it going to increase the stolen base number? You know, you got some of these guys that uh, got a little bit closer reach here, three inches closer on each side. So. When they say that 90 feet between bases, it's from middle of the base to middle of the base. So they're not changing that. But you're you're a little bit closer. So if you got some wheels, I'm not saying Ricky's numbers are going to get broken. I'm not saying any stone base numbers are going to get shattered. No. Not saying that. Because 
with the shift and everything else, why aren't you stealing more bases? That's what I can't figure out. They got three guys on the left side of the infield, and you're on first. Well, no, of course don't steal because they're standing right on top of second. Or in other ways, too, but you know what? I've, you see it every now and then. If they do steal second and the ball gets away, there's no one at third. Yeah. Because sometimes that third baseman's one cover in second if you steal because everybody else is so far over or back. So you could almost get two bases out of it because who's going to get, you know. So I don't think it's going to affect the stolen bases because with the shift the last few years, you've really seen that number go down again. But Yeah, I think it's more of an incentive. They're saying that to try to draw fans to the ballpark. It can be yeah, so yeah. more exciting, more so wild. It's going to be bases. safer for the players. No, they're My doing point. it for the safety and – I think to make Link a little money for the companies, you know, making these bases and doing reinstalling yeah, the yeah. plugs at first and third base that now have got to all get moved. You know, it's a, yeah. I don't think it's going to impact anything. Teams have to buy, you buy all new bases base. anyway. Yeah, you buy all new bases anyway. Yeah, you're at first base, you're going to get a little more leeway room to do it, but someone's going to be making, uh, a handful of companies going to be making a lot of money on this change, and I think that's all we're really looking at. I don't I mean, think it'll be an impact on stolen bases. What's how, many how many close plays do you see at first? Now that guy's three inches closer to catching that ball. Yep, and it's got room for him, him and the runner to have their footwork so they don't get tangled up, but those close plays could could make a difference. I don't know what impact, but... I'd be okay if the first base was like the softball first base or was the orange one on the other side for safety reasons. Yeah, that that's fair enough. To I would be okay with that at first there. base if they made it bigger on the foul side to avoid stuff. I would but give you that. Wasn't this this larger bases already approved last year to be put into place for the yep, twenty twenty three? I'm sure we already did a show on this. So why yep. is it now taking to twenty twenty three? They they blessed it with holy water. They've officially voted on it. It was all these were the rules they wanted to change. I see. The, the union said they changed it. The players have voted on it. It's all the stuff they wanted to do. They officially made it official. It just now. was now the the holy water has been blessed. Uh, yes, sprinkled on it. But boy, I thought we had a we had a podcast on this whole topic yep. last year, ready to go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, at the beginning of the season, rules they wanted to change. I see. Some of the minor leagues did try them out, so it's kind okay. of now that makes the, sense. The one that remember they wanted to push the pitchers mound back, and that got nixed. Um. And the one minor league they did try with that little pie wedge at second base where the runners are on each side of – or fielders, I mean, on each side of second. Okay. And that one, again, I, again, old school. You only had two guys on each side of the base anyway. You know. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. You know, the, the pitch clock, all this, they're trying to reduce the time. I really don't – these are all – they're making it look like they're putting together a solid effort to, to reduce it. I don't think they honestly care how long the games are. Um, I'd like to see a two and a half hour game uh, myself, day in and day out. There shouldn't be anything longer than that, unless you're extra innings. But do you think with two run or two fielders on each side, batting averages might go up because you don't have the shift on? I I don't know if any any of that will have an impact on anything. That's what I'm kind of curious right now because if you have two guys or two fielders on each side of the base, and I'm anti shift anyway, so let's start with that right now. But if you're already putting only two guys on each side. You might get more hits a game. Well, there goes your 26 minutes you saved right now on the pitch clock. You know? I still think you got the shift done. You you bunted up the base and the other side and go, yeah. That'll eliminate that. So it's it's all these 
you know, sabermetrics and, and whatnot. And to some extent, I'm an old school guy. I don't like all these changes in statistics and statistics and, and whatnot. But then again, they're coming up with some new things. But I don't know if it impacts that much the game itself. These yeah, are all they're barely moving the needle on any of these changes. Yeah, the purest in me is okay with all of them. What's Again, that? Kind of, the purest in me is okay with all these changes. I got yes. no problem with that. I've got, I was kind of anti-shift, like I said before, so whatever. The base is being bigger. Okay, I'll, I'll go along with the whole, well, you know, players are faster, bigger, stronger now anyway. People are getting hurt. I'll give you that, then. That is a good reason. As long as I didn't say, we're making them bigger for a better chance at stolen bases because you look at the numbers, that's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not today's player. Correct. You know, um, I'm glad they didn't change the pitcher's mound. Yeah. This is back or hyped up or anything of like that. I'm kind of glad they didn't change anything else to pitchers too, where they didn't go back to the whole, nope, you can pitch the one batter and come out. They're keeping that. You got to keep three batters in and or finishing anything. They're keeping all that stuff. So not changing the other rules they've changed. They're kind of adding on to it. And these aren't really uh, earth-breaking rule changes where you're going to forget them. Sure. Oh, sorry, I forgot I couldn't do that. Whatever. You know, they're, if they put the pie wedge, like the first third of the season on the field even, like they had in the minors, they show the diagrams, you look it up. I'm okay with that because it would be great for the fans to remember too. You know? Maybe you got to put it in with your computer graphics on the TV part. Yeah. Show where the lines are. I'm okay with that. I don't. I don't care. The pitch fox could be interesting though. And that might. I'm thinking that's one of those things that's going to try to implement, but it, I don't think it's going to be enforced at all. But it's a good gauge. It's a good metric. But I don't think you're going to have penalties based on going over the the time. You're not going to see that too often. It's, you might in the first month. First month of the season, maybe. I mean, I, I hope they got the big numbers on the outfield wall showing it. Yeah. 15 seconds and 20 seconds, and God forbid we're banking on Angel Hernandez to count the 15. <laughs> you know, sorry. Yeah. He screwed up a call in the Mets game yesterday. I'm still bitter. Oh, yes. He's got a long history of that. Yes. He, he was due for another mistake pretty soon. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, the races are coming out good. Mets and Braves. Mets did lose first place for a little bit last week. Got it back. Um, we'll see how it goes, though. This is why you play. How about Mr. Pujols? Mr. Pujols is now fourth. Um, I'm sad. 97 career homers. Yeah, and he, he did pass up Barry Bonds' record for uh, most different pitchers he's had a home run off of, too, now. So oh, that's right. I keep forgetting to, to track that as well. Yeah. Every time he hits a homer, now the big focus is who is it off of. Did you see he had the home run? Uh, I think it was Pittsburgh the other day, and uh, Gal caught the ball, and it had been like a year since her dad passed or something silly like that. Not silly, but you know, some anniversary of something. Sure. And her being a good human, good God-loving American, went to go give Albert the ball. And said, hey, we're here because it was my dad died a year ago and he was a fan as so we came to the game. Albert said, keep the ball. means more to you. In fact, autographed two more and gave it to him. See? And that's good stuff. Love you don't it. see that in football. You don't see that in basketball. No, that's that's, that's – Albert is such a – you know, I wish players could be half the man he is on stuff. 
You see him giving his jersey away to kids all the time in the crowd after a game. I just wish he was playing one more year because he's not going to get what needs 18 more to pass Ruth. He's not going to do that. Yeah. So I wish he would have been one Maybe he's a guy that takes a year off, retires, and then comes back. You know, who who knows? Misses it. He comes back after the All-Star break. He has that itch, you know. We'll see. I can see that. I'd be okay with that, but. Yeah, I just hope he gets the other handful more to get the 700. That'd be cool. But here's the sad thing. Um, do you see updates on it on the news all the time? Nope. I've not seen a thing on the local or national news about it yet. Yet McGuire and Sosa, when they had their chase 24 years ago, it was headline news every night. That's all it was. Bonds yeah. went for the records. Here's what he did every night. Man's reaching number 700. Just what? Fourth all time. And he's, as far as I know, his tests are clean all the time. So that's why are we not talking about this? Yeah. That, that's that's the reason that we should be as well. Yeah. Good guy. That's what I got. You got any more news and notes, sir? Uh, baseball. Major League Baseball. So the Twins, we know they're in third place. They're not doing well. Now the last no next the next 11 games are going to be interesting. Six are against Kansas City. Five are against Cleveland. That's right. They have that five and so 11 games right there. Once again, you've got to start beating Kansas City. You need to start beating Cleveland. And it's still close. It's still, it's, uh, you know, things are still tight. Yep. Now we have to consider who's all coming back now. Now we've got. Bailey Ober should be back. He's doing a rehab assignment for a game or two in the minors. He'll be back. Not saying he's going to overpower and win these win these games. Josh Winder's back. Lost already, but you know it, we've got some hope yet. And we get Louis Varland is going to be announced to pitch one of those games of that doubleheader with Cleveland. And so I, I don't want to put false hope, Andy, but. Uh, I'm still an optimist. We still have uh, some games here and some winnable games. Now, the Twins at Target Field only have nine home games left. We're, we're nearing the end of the season. We're on yeah, they had that big stretch. You're on, we're on the home stretch. So, you know, three three-game series, and there's no more games at Target Field. Uh, a lot of these rest of these games are on the road. We also have some games against Detroit we need to win. There's a three-game series to end the season in Chicago against the White Sox. That could be some fun baseball to watch. Now, in other news, uh, former Coon Rapids high school star, second-round draft pick from Oakland A's, Logan Shore, was cut this last week by Detroit Tigers. Um, played Florida Gators three seasons there, came out as a number number two pick uh, overall, not a number two overall, but a second-round pick by the Oakland A's. Spent five or six years in the minors, last couple in the in AAA they went from moving him to a starter, to a long reliever, to a middle reliever. Nothing seemed to really work. We saw the writing on the wall. Uh, his ERA still was up there at four and five most of the season. And he was released. So uh, that's a local local stat uh, there. But for those playing fantasy baseball, we're in the playoffs now. That's me. So uh, me too. We're, we're in it. It is fun. The regular season's done. The playoffs have started, which means only three weeks left really in the the season's done. Fantasy football's kicked off into high gear. And for senior men's baseball, Andy, if yeah, you're yeah. 
for those of you listening and, and watching who follow the 50-plus baseball league here in the Twin Cities, we're in the final week, one week to go here, final week of regular season baseball, and the state tournament will be announced to the brackets next week. So we're, we're winding down on that as well. Fall baseball's in high gear. I've got a trivia answer. Yes, yeah. answer. NFL week one didn't bode too well for the home teams. What's the win-loss record of the home teams, excluding the game here tonight and Monday? So the win-loss record of the home teams. There was 15 games and there was one tie. So 7-7-1, seven, seven and one, I'll say. Okay. And that's, and that's fair enough. That's a poor record, but it's at least fair enough. The actual answer for the trivia question, the home teams went 5-9-1 and one this weekend. Wow. Only five teams came away with all the tailgating and galore that happens the first week in the NFL. Um, one team, of course, left like uh, with a tie, kissing your sister kind of a deal. Yeah. It's, it's hard to leave a game at home that you get all prepped for and psyched for all season. When your team loses and only five teams had wins this week, including the Vikings, they played well. Four other teams, including the Vikings, uh, in addition to the Vikings, that's all the teams that won. Now Everyone that, else got beat or tied. The division, oh. the, the game where they tied, that was a divisional game. The other two teams in the division both lost. So they're 0 and 1 and first place in their division. First place with an 0 and 1 record. That's yeah, only division without a team with a win after week one. Now, the game tonight is going to go probably the same way. It's Denver highly favored at Seattle. So home teams could go 5, 10, and 1 this weekend. One thing I want to get on, a little soapbox tangent here. Defend my bison a little bit. Watching the Vikings-Packers game the other day. First, one of the first plays for Green Bay. Rodgers throws one deep. Watson drops the ball. Uh, X Bison, who was drafted third receiver for the Packers, trying to make the team, drops the ball. Of course, you know if you don't make the great reception, Rodgers gives you the stink eye. And yes, of course, the media's all got Aaron Rodgers back. So, rotten receiver, you're terrible. You're no good. Blah 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 blah. I'm gonna get on my Bison bandwagon here and go listen. Aaron Rodgers, every other quarterback in the league, play some preseason with these guys and get some timing down. Don't not play any preseason games. I could, I could hit everybody and their brother wide open at practice, no problem. Run that play at practice with no pressure on you, not an issue. Week one in the NFL, he's a rookie. Darn right, he's nervous. Aaron Rodgers is calling my number on one of the first plays of the game. Oh my god. So yeah, he's a little nervous. Maybe you would have done it in preseason games of sitting on the bench, you prima donnas, all of you. This wouldn't be an issue. There was so much sloppy play all throughout the league in the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. They're ripping on the Cincinnati team because, well, their long snapper got hurt. They'd have another long snapper coming <laughs> mid-game. Well, it's just a long snapper, just a kicker. Okay, that's timing. A, that's like a ballet dance. That's such timing choreography. You only have one long snapper. Where was the day where you had guys who could do multiple stuff? They're trying to find a tight end or a lineman that could snap the ball. Yeah. You were always typically three deep, at least. How about your regular center? Why is he never given the option to be the backup long snapper? God forbid he does that, you know. It's always a lineman or a tight end or something who used to do it in high school. Yes. Why not your regular center? Just give it a little more oof. You got the idea of a lot. It's kind of like a shotgun, a little longer, 
Why that isn't an option? One well, guy goes this. down, they're all upset. That I just can't figure that out. You get the complaints about the long preseason. They fix it, fix it to go down to three. The starters don't play, and now you the fans are stuck with sloppy regular season games that you're paying big tickets for, and it's a slop fest. You play, you paid full price for preseason games. The first yeah. couple three weeks are just going to be sloppy football. Well, okay, with the exception of the Bears Niners game because it was raining, that was a sloppy game. <laughs> literally, that was literally a sloppy game. I I did see some of the highlights of that game. Yeah. That was unreal. Yeah. Monsoon. So, so it's interesting. You have the rule changes, and the fans want this stuff. Get rid of the preseason. And it may be the owners. It, it may be the management, too, that, that sits the star players. But you get to week one, and it's it's really an exhibition game. It's really the feel of it. Yeah. Yep. So yep. the good comes with the bad. You want People want changes, but you also have to accept uh, the results. That are kind of not flattering, I guess. But. Yeah. So I get it in baseball. The pitchers in spring training, the star pitchers, maybe they go two, three innings. They're fine. So maybe they can't go five, six innings when the season starts. But at least they're out there with the regular catchers and regular hitters and fielders. And for yeah, two, you could still two go, rounds of play. I, I think you still go a series or two, even those preseason games with the starters. And, and it phase them out and then bring in the other guys. But these – Three season preseason games, these three preseason, a lot of these teams didn't have the starters set foot on the field at all. Right. I mean, fine. Ha- have your star quarterback wears the red jersey, can't tackle in a preseason game. Whatever. Gives them a little more time with the receivers and linemen and everything else. But yeah. you don't want to play different. that don't bark when they can't catch the ball or their timing's off in a handoff when you were too good to be out there for the game. There That's an interesting – it's an interesting dilemma. Now, the, the good side is this, Andy. We're in fall. It's full – it's fun fall football season weather. These gopher outdoor games have been phenomenal. The Vikings played indoors, but it seemed like it was outdoors with the, with the glass. Uh, High school ready, football I'm ready for the football season. High school football is kicking off and doing well. Oh, yes. you, know, you got your small colleges, Crown College, Bemidji State, NDSU, all your local schools – Football's football, don't get me wrong, it's fun to watch. But it's kind of like, to me, basketball. The lower you get, the more fun it is. Yeah. You know, the fans sure. have more fun. And, of course, of course, as we know, going to the town ball game and everything else, the fans are much more knowledgeable. Yeah. they Because they, they have more interest in it. They follow it harder than they do the, the pro one. The pro guys, you sit next to the stadium, somebody, he starts babbling stuff off to you, and you're going – didn't Barrero write that same thing word for word yesterday? You know, so, you know, but you get locally, it's all your opinion for being at the games. So that's yeah. why I like that part better. That's interesting. And it's fun on Sundays, too, to watch the Twitter feed, the scroll on NFL. Just all the armchair quarterbacks just come out of the blue and you get – it's all just opinion-based, but uh, it makes for some good comedy. I want to end the show on my best college football score or best – Best news out of college football. Yes, some F, some division, the F, the bowl championship series teams. Yep. They beat some of the big schools. The best ever. Saw on the paper. Sorry, Coach Mike. But 0-2, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. That does my heart good. It's unreal. It's uh it's a fun time of year. You never know what, what's gonna happen. 
And like I said, some of these games you lose, even though it's a couple points and it's close. At the end of the season, it doesn't matter. You need the wins. So right, like Bemidji State, they lost by two last week and one this week. That's still that, zero two. You don't get that's you know, credit that's for really gonna, playing that's hard. Gonna hurt. All right, sounds good. That's all I've got for this week. And have a good week, everyone here, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Yeah.